Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball uh, with me, Joe, and Sam. Hello. Um, so we're about two weeks into the season. I've been filled with action so far. Uh, what have been your highlights? Uh, I think probably Atani, um, just in general, doing stuff. Uh, but it's, it's quite interesting because... It's a little bit of a reflection of where baseball is at. It's basically during the off-season is everything seems basically crap. It's like there's loads of teams not trying to compete and they're messing around with the rules. They haven't decided what rules they're going to play by two weeks into the season. Yeah. Um, and then the actual baseball happens and it's like, well, that's that's fun, it turns out. Baseball itself is fun and the games are good and there's loads of exciting players in it, both as players and personalities and all of that. But it's like all of the stuff around it basically like the people involved with baseball there's so many people involved with it who are not good and they're just like just general messing around with it all over the place like the actual product itself is still pretty good yeah yeah it's like well the commissioner and all the that stuff is just i don't know you feel like they're not doing it right a lot of the time and it's i mean for fans of baseball yeah you see how good it is and it's like why why is it not doing better why is it not more popular i guess i don't know they they just don't do a very good job of marketing it everything and don't everything yeah. i think they've made they made a real push with the marketing over the last couple of seasons they're like all of these promo videos the letting yeah. players play and all this stuff and then but then the other side of it is and we were guilty of this a lot during the off season of like you just get negative about like why are all these teams not trying and all of this and then that's then all over the baseball media and it's like you've then got just the media criticizing the sport which isn't great for it and that yeah it just comes down from the top is you feel like the problems with a lot of it is the ownership um yeah that, but then even with that is it's like even these owners where it's like what are they what the hell are they doing to their team like the day the day-to-day baseball stuff is still good, even from those teams a lot of the time. Like, yeah. There's still cool things happening. Like, I fear I'm going to butcher his name here, but Akil Badu, I'm hoping yeah. that's how you say it. Like, the Tigers playing... who are like the, yeah, one of the least trying teams. Yeah, or, or like... Well, Wilson Ramos leading the had... league in home runs as well for the Tigers. Yeah, and like Casey Mize had a good start the other night. Like, they, I mean, they've at least had payroll at some points and stuff, but like... Going into this season, like you're not excited to see the or think about the Detroit Tigers at all. And actually, two weeks in, they've got some of the like exciting sort of mini storylines. Um, so basically, the baseball is good. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what's been fun is to actually just have that. Because we didn't even really have that last season, did we? No, it's too short. This, yeah, it's all all about the storylines, I think, as well, for following it and just the. The idea at the start of the season as well, when you start getting baseball games every day and you're just like, you know, this is going to go on for... (laughs) and you're enjoying it and you just get to think that this is going to carry on for months and months. Every single day I can wake up and watch some baseball highlights or watch a game in the evening. Well, that's the thing I found cool with the schedule, actually. Yeah. The schedule for people in Europe um, is actually awesome. Like, there's... I think uh, maybe it was a Minnesota game because of the 
shooting got cancelled, didn't it? When that was like the only early game the other night. But I remember seeing something like there was an early game every single night for like the first month of the season. And that makes it so much easier to just stay engaged. I've just like always had a game on in the evening. Watching it, like the amount of concentration you're putting on it varies still, but like that makes it so much easier to feel kind of engaged with it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it is It is just cool when there's cool stuff happening. Well, going back to Atani, actually, because you didn't really touch on that much, but that that one game, I think as well, just made me, I was already getting pretty excited for the season, but that game really just was like so cool, wasn't it? That Where he, he hit a home run 115 miles an hour and throw a fastball at 101 miles an hour in the same game and just that one game broke so many records and stuff was it what was it the first hang on what what was it there was something about them the first american league team to uh voluntarily not use the dh since like yeah. the 70s and there was something yeah, else wasn't there i can't remember what the other thing was but he also, even yesterday, and this is like a little bit more nerdy and slightly less exciting, he beat out a ground ball that he like smoked to shortstop. And I think it was 29 feet per second. Is that the right measurement? Is yeah. that what I mean? He did that, which is like absolutely elite speed as well. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, he's it's like, he's if he's going to carry on like this, it's like just him and Mike Trout are basically going to carry the team to the postseason yeah this like that's they're going to be 10 war players each probably yeah i mean he's um he's just just ridiculously entertaining as well isn't he, he kind of yeah. i mean i guess you've got to be if if you've got this far being a two-way player you have to be a bit of a showman as well and not in like a ridiculously flashy way but he's got where trout doesn't as such and I'm not criticising him for that. Like, it's one of the things that makes him so likeable, I think, is he's this, like, all-time great player and he's just sort of a normal man, you know? Yeah. Um, Atani's got a little bit of that flair, hasn't he? I, he enjoys the spotlight, which is a good job because he's got a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I think it would just be cool as well to... The Angels could be good. Mike Trout could actually go to the postseason because that is that's the thing with baseball that doesn't help them as much as well compared to like other sports. Of he's like the biggest star, or he should be the biggest star in the sport, but then he's never really played in the postseason just because of how it works. And and they've not even been that close to the postseason most of the time. No. But yeah, I guess the big question is if Tani can stay fit because. You know, he has had injury problems a lot. Yeah, I mean, we've done this little exciting couple of weeks with him before as well, haven't we? Yeah. We've done this week or two before where, where he's smoking homers and throwing 100 miles an hour, and it lasted... 2018, was it? 2018, Maybe. we did this for, for, like, yeah, did it for two months, and then his arm fell apart. And yeah. then, he, then he was a DH, and basically, as just a DH, it's like, yeah, he, he's fine as a DH. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not like yeah, with DH when you're just a DH the standard suddenly goes up a lot. Uh, yeah. 
and he, he's just not as exciting. I mean, yeah, he's still going to hit the ball really hard, but there's quite a lot of people who can hit the ball incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, the other thing, or actually another uh, like surprise, is, although that's, maybe that's not such a surprise, Atani. Well, I, d- I didn't really expect him to come back like this, to be honest. I sort of thought he's probably not going to live up to that hype again. Yeah, I, I, I was getting a bit down on the pitching side of it. Yeah. Just it, it was um, getting to like it's been a few years since we've actually seen him pitch like that. Yeah. But anyway, another thing, I think that's been a, a big surprise is the Red Sox have won seven straight. Although I think they haven't playing the Orioles. But even so, I had I had them as like fourth in the division. I mean, there might still be, but like really bad teams don't often win seven straight at like any point in the season. No, that's a good point, really, isn't it? Is it's like it's yeah. being. It sounds weird, but like I think they're seven and three. I think they started badly as yeah, well, didn't they? They lost the first three. Yeah, it's, it's, I know baseball's a game of streaks and stuff, but there's also like winning seven in a row is still seven games in a row. Like. Yeah, terrible teams don't win seven games in a row because they only win 50 all year. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you don't have room to get seven straight in there. Um, we have seen this, couple, like, the Mariners a couple of years ago out of nowhere just started really, really well, didn't yeah. they? Um, but I I wasn't... I kind of liked some of the stuff they did in the off-season. Like, they got Hunter Renfro, didn't they? Um, and Kike Hernandez. I think so, and, yeah. Garrett Richards, who's actually not started very well. I mean, he had a horrible first start. Um, I don't think... I think he might have had an okay second start. I can't remember. Um, like, they were all sort of interesting-ish moves. Or, like, there were more than their their peers were doing. If yeah. You, if you know what I mean. Like, the other teams that looked like they were going to be fourth in their division did not sign those players or players of that calibre. They just yeah. sort of <laughs> didn't sign anyone. Well, I, I think the, thi- the big factor, I think, really, is J.D. Martinez... Well, it's been like really good to start the year, I think. And I mean, he was was he one of these guys that was bad last year? And I don't know if he was bad, but I think he was not. No, which not a lot of players were because it's just a small sample size. And yeah. the year before, he was like still pretty good, I think. Yeah. So, you know, because of that, like, he had like a pretty good year. Maybe not as like MVP level, maybe in 2019 and then 2020 was just sort of a bit average those sort of players i feel like well i, I anyway sort of you end up sort of writing them off a bit because it's been so long since they've actually been really good but then yeah. also it's like you know with, with last year being a short year it doesn't necessarily mean they're done so it's i don't know maybe there is a chance that he's still going to be um you know really really good because uh, he's one of those players as well that like developed late, didn't he? Really, or like he yeah, made well, like, a load of changes late on. Like, uh, didn't he play several seasons before he was actually like good at all? Yeah, and then and then I think he was like just good for a bit before he then became like a superstar. Yeah, that it was that Arizona year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he he was good before he went to Arizona, wasn't he? He was like really good before that. That's why they traded yeah, for him. And then he like was just absolutely stupid. Yeah. So I don't know. Like that's quite exciting, I think. Um, because the Yankees have not started particularly well either. They've been play. They've been playing the Blue Jays as well, which is um, yeah. Which are they? I guess. I I think is 
yeah, I think those would be the top two teams, or I had them as being the top two teams in that division. Well, really with the Yankees quite far ahead, but it's the great thing with the start of the baseball season, really, is you, you know... You can pretend it's closer than it is. Yeah. And you, you could sell yourself all sorts of dreams, can't you, about yeah. these competitive seasons. I mean, I mean, I mean, the Giants are seven and four or something, aren't they? Yeah, because the other thing with this is um, we're at like less of a less than ten percent through the season, so it's like the takes at this point don't really mean anything. Um, particularly, like yeah. you said, with if you played the Orioles, for instance. Um, or like with the Giants, they've just played the Rockies. Like there's a chance they're the two worst teams in baseball. Um, that does tend to help with your record, but that's kind of part of the fun of it. It's the same in the same in all sports, isn't it? It's like the, yeah. <laughs> part of the enjoyment is yeah, we can still accept that the Red Sox are probably going to be quite a lot worse than the Yankees and the Blue Jays. But then even with this, is it's like if you if they get on a bit of a roll, and the other yeah. two do, there's still do wins continue. on the board, isn't it? Yeah, having won games is better than having not won games. That is my deep analysis of the start of any season. It's like having having won something is still better than having like easy games coming up just because yeah. weird things happen. Yeah. And particularly this season. If you look at the Mets, for instance, they've only played seven games because of COVID and rain and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, who, who knows? What, like, I'm sure they would rather have played those games and and one half of them than have like the possibility of a ton of double headers coming up. Yeah. Which actually that's one note I've had so far. So partly because obviously if there's a double header, it means one of the games is early. A couple of times I've been really confused because I've forgotten about the seven inning thing. Oh, I forgot they were doing that. So I've been watching a game and thought, well, that's, that's why they pulled the pitcher there. He seems to be pitching pretty well. It's like the, (laughs) the fifth inning and even his pitch count isn't that high and it's like oh yeah they're just going to go straight to like the back end of their bullpen <laughs> but, uh, but just, it's hap- I've done it multiple times now as well multiple times I've been watching a game early I think sometimes I've not even been aware it's a double header which has been part of the problem but <laughs> it's strange all these things have just changed one of the rules and it's like re- yeah occasionally we play games that aren't the same length as the other ones okay yeah. I mean just as we're talking about um, dreaming at the start of the season though Sam I just want to point out, though, that if the Giants win their early game tonight, they get sole possession of the second wildcard spot. Wow. Actually, no, no, they already do. They already have sole possession of it. Yeah, they do. They'll, they'll, they'll have the third best record in the in the National League if they win their game tonight. Um, That's pretty mental. And the other two teams better than them are in their division. So, yeah, I think they, yeah. So, I mean, it's on, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're an interesting um, case as well because they've had their old players contributing. Yeah, which, is, um... which, I mean, yeah, I guess we could just go on the Giants a little bit. If people don't know, we are both like Giants fans. Um, so we could probably talk about them all day. But, uh, yeah, as as you sort of, well, I mean, as we've, we've been saying for like the last few years, it's always like, Oh, what if like Posey can be good again? And all these guys who have been like all stars in the past, what if they can start being good again? And, to um, be honest, they don't even need to be good. They no. they just need to be not atrocious. Like if they I could be league average hitters. Yeah, that would I mean, be... Crawford 
How many has Crawford got three home runs already or something? Yeah, that's the really interesting which is thing like, with the Giants is they're hitting home runs, it's which even, is like Yeah. Because even that, like Crawford having three home runs, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's like for the last few years he's like struggled to get to ten all year. And it's like he's already a third of the way there. Like yeah. he's he's already like easily on track to have a his best year in you know, I mean, obviously, you don't expect him to keep going at that pace because always he'll hit at thirty, over thirty hot bombs. But you know, it's like pretty good signs. I think the other thing with them, and I, I think this has been the case with some other teams who've started, started relatively well. Well, it usually is if you're pitching well, you're, it's going to be easier to win yeah. games, obviously. But is that their starters, these guys that, and again, we're dealing with a very small sample. I mean, Galsman was bad last night, but they've just like. They all look quite good, um, yeah. And that—that's part of the the wizardry, isn't it? It's also what the Dodgers have done over the years. Is along with having Kershaw, they've just like picked people like well, that. That other year where Alex Wood had like a one point two ERA by the time it got to July, it was like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, and just managing to do that. He's like, on the Giants now. Yeah, well, so... he's he's on the injured list for the Giants. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, um, but so that that's that's one thing. That's something that's really interesting to keep an eye out on as well. Um, a bit the pitches I mean while I'd rather think that it might help the Giants push for the wild card really they're a team that like if a couple of these pitches do really well they'll probably be looking at what they can get for them and like we spoke about over the off season is a, if they have a couple of pitches here who are above average there's a lot of teams I think who could be contending who will think yeah we could do with the third or fourth starter yeah uh, so any any pitcher that's performing above expectation is always interesting, and interesting to see how they've changed stuff. Like Joe Musgrove now just doesn't throw a fastball anymore, just like doesn't he? Well, he does. He's got. I was looking at it earlier. He's dropped it from like twenty five percent to like twelve percent this year. He now throws like cut. It's like slider, cutter, curveball. There's three pitches, and then occasionally he throws fastball. And he's not wow. given up a run in 15 innings, obviously with a no hit. So, so that's since he went to the Padres, they did that. He left the Pirates and got good. He <laughs> could have I've seen this one before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It really is incredible, some franchises, isn't it? It's not even like the... It doesn't even feel like it's their front office decisions that are bad, is it? Like, they just... They just can't have good baseball players. Like the Orioles. Yeah, the, the sort of teams, it does make you wonder, like, if you were another front office, would you just would you just take some of their players and just try it, like, see? Yeah. I mean, like, Galsman was like a... The whole time, he was meant to be really good, wasn't he? And the whole time with the Orioles, he was basically like a... Around, like, league average, maybe slightly below league average starter or something. They leave, yeah. and it's straight away he's like... You know, borderline ace. I mean, maybe that's a little bit far, but you know, he's like, he's really quite good for a not good team like the Giants. He's an he's an ace level pitcher, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be an all star, but he's well, he could be actually because of the stupid all star rules. I mean, he could be their all star because they have that silliness in baseball. Um, and yeah, Bundy had a similar thing, didn't he? Where he was. He was meant to be yeah. good, and he was never really good with the Orioles. I mean, he was, he was mostly bad, wasn't he? he was mo- well, the Orioles, I swear, was mostly really bad. Yeah, I think I was probably being quite kind there. Um, 
and yeah there's i'm sure it's happened with some other people um yeah it's the, the interesting thing i mean is if any of those franchises then turn that around and stuff starts going better for them i mean it, it it seems like it's just such an organizational thing that requires like quite a bit of overhaul because i mean yeah. the giants the giants were in that category for a little bit weren't they I yeah think, between like, between that world series runs and then like changing the front office changing Saeedi and stuff where they changed direction they were just like well, although it was hitters wasn't it more than pitchers it's like they still had good pitchers it's just like they just couldn't score any runs no matter who they got yeah much. like if they yeah, if yeah. they had managed to trade for Stanton probably would have like started hitting like 20 home runs instead of 50 yeah yeah so I, I think um it's just a rut basically when an organization gets in that and i i don't know enough about the inner workings of front offices and stuff to know how you fix it but it seems like it's almost like you just need to change all of the coaches just like it's gone wrong somewhere we need to we need to like reset here and don't change all the players because it's sometimes like oh well what's got it can't be that all of the players are now bad no um yeah, and that's something that you, you do wonder with some of these teams, where maybe they're just a bit better than than we might expect. If this continues for a few months, you start to wonder, like, is that them making a bit of a turn, hopefully? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't... I mean, the, well, maybe the Tigers, actually. As you said, the Tigers have, have been good this year. Maybe, like, this is them... Doing something. I mean, particularly if Casey Mize is going to be good. It would also be nice for our fantasy team if Casey Mize is going to be good. Yeah, that would be a bonus. Um, yeah, what... Oh, I'm just trying to think, what are, what are their big storylines? Well, Musgrove getting a no-hitter was pretty significant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, first no-hitter in Padres history. I mean, if you wanted to get all narrative on it, you could make it about the organization turning a corner. All of these years of being terrible. Yeah. And they get him in his second start for the team. Also, Blake Snell didn't make out the first inning last night, so not so much turning a corner. Um, they've had injuries, though. Have they? Not their pitching, but, well, Tatis, obviously. Oh, yeah, Tatis. Again. And Will Myers was taken out of the game yesterday with a knee something was the Tatis thing the Tatis thing's like long term is it uh the report seemed to have varied between like his shoulder was falling apart and melting or something and like it was like a minor dislocation um but either way I mean he's not played since then <laughs> and anything with your shoulder like that like it, it wasn't it basically a thing where he just tried to swing too hard and his arm came out isn't that what happened yeah like, so. for someone who plays like he does and has to throw from shortstop and stuff, I think any shoulder issue is quite scary. Yeah. Yeah, that really is. There's quite a, shame, a big shame, those injuries, aren't they, really? When it's, like, such an exciting player and a team that's meant to be contending and stuff. Although, also at the same time, it's like... When it's a team that's actually good... Maybe it'll make it closer. <laughs> well, I think with him, though, is I, I think you might have mentioned it in a previous podcast, or maybe it was another time, is this isn't the first physical issue. He's, this isn't the first time he's been on the shelf. Like no. missing, missing time when you're this young 
how many careers are there where and i'm talking about like any sport where when you're how old is, is he like 22 maybe yeah well, maybe well basically what, when you're very young and you start getting these niggling injuries or maybe it's worse than a niggling injury how many people then become reliable physically yeah having multiple like medium long-term injuries in the first three years of your career um it's like yeah how yeah i don't know you don't like many of like the the stars or like the you know the like in history like hall of famers or maybe even a bit less than that just like these guys that have been like perennial all stars i don't know how many of them started off their career with missing big chunks of time in like a f- couple of their first like three years and it's not to say he won't be a star or he won't be awesome when he does play but we've even seen it with judge who came in and was awesome and played that one year where he hit, was it 52 yeah. as a rookie? And then since then, it's always been like, well, if he's playing. And obviously, yeah. the, the same with Stanton, is he had one year where he was an MVP, and that's basically been the yeah. outlier for most of yeah, his career. Yeah, it's like the few years before that he was injured. I think that was right at the start of his career. He, had, he was fit, wasn't he? Then got that huge contract. Then, then was injured. injured, and then MVP year, then went to the Yankees, and then injured. injured. And it's not that you're always injured, but it's that you're when yeah. you're, you're always coming back yeah and then the num- and the numbers then just also don't get up that high do they if you're only playing 100 games a year other than 160 it's quite difficult to you know build that sort of legacy yeah them. yeah and no, I, I mean um actually if we're gonna because usually injuries in baseball it tends to you think straight of pitches and on that note um kershaw for instance, that's been the amazing thing with him is, yeah, they've managed his innings and stuff and there have been some injuries over the last few years, but that's how he made an, all, like, an all-time career. Was yeah. he just kept Before having these that, high young never, seasons. Yeah, he was like never injured. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it's, it's a worry um, short-term and maybe this is just a, a freak thing, but there's just a certain like, yeah, there, there's always a bit of a warning flag for me with this stuff. He's like... How many players are injury prone and then are not injury prone? Like we can go yeah. across the sports if you like. Like once once players start doing, start getting these little injuries, is they they are then someone who has these little injuries. Um, and it's just I think it's something to watch out for with him because he is a lot of fun to watch. Um, but the like yeah the face of baseball superstar cover of the show kid is that doesn't work if you play eighty games every year. No. Even Mike yeah. Trout could only put up five war in eighty games, like. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, yeah, he's not he's not Mike Trout. Uh, reminds me, actually, I saw his tweet the other day. Um, I thought it was quite funny. Of Mike Mike Trout Day. Some things like the earliest Mike Trout Day. If you if you celebrate it. Oh yes, when you get to the top of the war. When he gets to the top of the war leaderboard, yeah. And it was like a week yeah. in this year, had zero point eight war. It's because yeah. he didn't he have like, I'm not even sure if it was the best week of his career, but he had it to start a season. It was just something he yeah. had absolutely stupid, stupid numbers. I think Petriello might have tweeted, didn't, didn't he have like a 250 weighted runs created plus like a week into the season? Yeah, maybe. But I swear that doesn't, you don't even hear about it that much though, because it's just not, not that much well, news. It's, no, it's, it's, not a, it's not an exciting story though, is it? It's like the numbers are more outrageous, but it's yeah. like, You'll never guess who's been the best player in baseball through a week. Oh, yeah. yeah he's the best player in baseball. And he's I, been the best yeah. player. And I mean, hasn't he had years where he basically has 200? Or close to 200? 
for the whole year. Yeah, it's just absolutely stupid stuff. It really is. is not even that ridiculous. I wrote a couple of different things looking at the American League MVP race, and it's kind of, I mean, it mustn't have been very interesting to read, to be honest, because it's just like, um, right, basically the people who've beaten Mike Trout for MVP have either been when he played 100 games and he was still fourth, which is like his worst finish of his career, and the other times it was like these all-time seasons, or you look at it and it's like, no, he should have won that year as well. Um, it's it's just pretty yeah. pretty filthy, isn't it? They just need to go into the postseason. They really need to, really do. Yeah, it could be a Los Angeles World Series. Yeah, maybe. Which would not be good for British fans. <laughs> not really, no. I mean, yeah, the Dodgers have obviously, as you expect, started really well, haven't they? I think they're nine and two. I mean, it's like, who knows? Maybe they'll win, like, 120 games. Yeah. Wouldn't be that surprised. They have got they get to play the Diamondbacks and the Rockies a lot. Um, I'm not going to put the Giants in that because I think the Giants are better than those two teams. Oh, that's something... Well, there were a lot of projections. The Giants have been behind the Diamondbacks, which I was not happy about. Yeah, I, I think that's... There's, the Diamondbacks have some good offensive players, but that's one thing I wanted to come to briefly. Again, a little bit from a Giants perspective, is Bumgarner has been stinking the place out. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you listened to the... There was a Giants podcast with Alex Pavlovich, oh, where they touched on this briefly. Yeah. Um, but they touched on like the general... And I have seen a bit of this, like, oh, I'm so glad the Giants didn't re-sign him stuff now. And he has been very, very bad. Um and as a Giants fan, you should not take joy in that, I don't think, even if it's a team in your division. I think that's that sucks. Um, but that is very yeah. bad for the Diamondbacks. That that's is very a, bad for the Diamondbacks. Talking about the injuries thing, actually, that's another example of these people start getting injured. Like, he was never injured, was he, at all? Till he, uh, he fell off that quad bike. Well, those were actually, he did actually have freak injuries, but it did then seem to just... The dirt bike. He was it? just bad. There was the dirt bike thing, and then... When we came back from the dirt bike, last start before the start of the season, he got hit by a liner and broke his hand. Remember that? Yeah. We watched that live. And that just, like, killed so much hope when you have that I, early season hope and stuff, or just before the season starts. I think there's also and, just a thing with how many games they play. There just seems to be a thing about breaking the rhythm of being a baseball player. Yeah. Um, that there is... I don't have any data to back this up, but there's at least a feeling that even if you're only on the injured list for the minimum of 10 days, that coming back, like you've just missed, like even if you've been practicing, you've not been playing baseball games and these guys are used to playing like every single day um, or pitches obviously every fifth day and they're just going at it. And with someone like him who basically, I don't know how many starts he missed until that dirt bike thing. And then the dirt bike thing happened, and then it was suddenly like these huge gaps, where you're just not you're not doing what you've been doing for like the last ten years or whatever, and it's almost like they kind of forget how to do it. Yeah, just not the same after it. I mean, there didn't seem to be much reason why you wouldn't come back from that, but it might be also that it's just coincided with aging. He threw a lot of innings every single year and went to the playoffs and then threw a lot of innings. Yeah, it's quite a shame, really. Um, 
yeah just uh actually the orioles are actually second in the american league east well they're tied actually all the other four teams are tied yeah they're all four and five on there five and six now oh five and six apart from the red sox so actually even though so the fact the red sox are playing them maybe it's not because before that then if the red sox have just swept them they actually were doing well i can't remember who they started did they start the season against the indians or something maybe i'm not sure the red sox i think so but that feels like one where there's there is potential for a division race yeah Um, especially yankees start badly well we've spoken about their their rotation and stuff i mean kluber has got 5.68 era so far that's not perfect they were taking a bit of a risk with their their strategy in general weren't they their roster construction yeah there's no team that's had I mean the Nationals are 2 and 6 but there's no team we've had other years haven't we where there's teams that are like literally almost out of it I mean the, the I mean, Rockies like, are 3 and 8 which is pretty bad yeah but they they, they suck I suppose <laughs> but, but I mean like yeah. I, Te- teams like, that you expected to teams that are expected to not be bad and we've not had like an 0 and 10 like that that's the worst in the league we've not had anyone that's just like come out and been absolutely awful um no or well the the dodgers have been pretty dominant like nine and two but other than that there's no one that is like that ridiculous seven and three i guess is pretty close to that but they're not um winning percentages that are that unrealistic let's say apart from those two Oh, no, it's obviously all tiny, tiny sample size stuff, but that's kind of a good sign because basically for someone yeah. to be, usually anyway, for a team to have gone like like the Dodgers have, I mean, the reason they've done that is they're just that good, but it means you've got to have had like good pitching every single game. And I think that kind of reflects in some of this is there is, there's probably some pitchers who are kind of working through rust still, obviously. And, but there's some teams where you'd think their rotation might just like lose them 10 games in a row, and that hasn't happened, which is yeah. good. Yeah, maybe like there's the hope. There is still the hope of some competition. Um, and I mean, it, to be honest, it always ends up being more competitive than, or feeling more competitive than you think it's going to be. You look at the rosters on paper and stuff, and these teams are way better. But because of just how small the margins are in baseball, even if those teams come out on top at the end, which quite often they do, we're going to have some fun before then. And people people getting hurt and stuff. Like there's obviously the the variance in performance, but like unfortunately, when we just had a really bad one in the NBA. Um, you just get this stuff that completely changes everything, don't you? Like, well, Tatis is potentially that if he's out a long time. One hitter yeah. is not as big as if you lose a pitcher, but I don't know. Say you lose, um, you lose Darvish or something. Yeah. For two or three months, like that, they've got they've added pitching depth. To be fair, so that's maybe not the best example. Or like, I don't know Strowman started the season really well. They lose him, and they've not got Carrasco or Syndergaard at the moment. That suddenly makes them shakier. Yeah, or obviously losing to Grom for the Mets. Yeah, well, it's basically any team that has again. an ace if they lose them. 
has been absolutely ridiculous again. Yeah, it's just what you expect now, isn't it? Oh, that was one thing actually. Speaking of the mats, the Conforto thing. Oh yeah, that, that was that was one. What, the biggest controversy so far, really. Well, yeah, actually, I, I don't know. There was the, do you see the the Acuna thing as well? Um, yeah. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of yeah. a lot of bluster but, about that, wasn't there? But anyway, yeah, the the Conforto thing where he just lent into, lent into the pitch. The base is loaded. Not even yeah. to get a walk off hit by pitch. Which, um, I mean, yeah, isn't is the rule on that like you're not meant to be able to deliberately get hit by it? Is that a rule? But we've, I think so. Haven't we seen this? Didn't Chase Utley basically extend his career by that five years doing that? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I think he did that like throughout his career. Um, I think there's other guys that have done it, but I think there's a thing about where he. Well, you have to be more clever about it because he very clearly just leaned in, didn't he, Conforto? Um, yeah, I mean, he, the thing was he was basically in the zone. Um, he did move in. Yeah, we, we moved towards. I, I think the thing is, Utley and stuff is like you just stand there and you you don't move away to it or or away from it or towards it. Well, that's so, what Rizzo's done as well. But Rizzo yeah. was basically like. Moved to standing over the plate, and I was like, "Yeah, he keeps getting hit by pitches." Like, okay. Yeah, that's um, what Harley used to do. But I think that's that's basically seems to be the thing. I've um, seen people do what Conforto did before, though. Yeah. He's ultimately. I think it's a, just um, the game situation as well, which has made it such a big thing, obviously. But it's an awful umpiring call. Yeah. Isn't it? That's that's all it was to me. Is shockingly the umpires got something wrong again. Um, he doesn't know exactly where the strike zone is. I've seen loads of people have leaned into pitches before and taken yeah. one. Um, I, I thought there was a lot of fuss about not a massive amount there. What was ultimately an umpiring mistake, which we see all the time in every single sport. Um, I don't think it makes Michael Conforto an evil person who should have people throw pitches at him afterwards, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, he probably wants that. Around. Well, yeah, it seems like he's fine with it. But like, they're like, yeah, let's throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball at his head. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that seems yeah, maybe not possibly that. an unjust reaction to to what was kind of, I don't know, at, at nicest, it's just playing the system, isn't it? I mean, it worked, but it shouldn't have worked. So it's like... Yeah. I'm I shouldn't have, yeah, I shouldn't have made the call. That's it, really. Yeah, that, that's that's sort of the long and short of it for me. Um, but it did seem to it seemed to annoy everyone. Yeah. Now I think about it, actually saying that's the biggest controversy. I mean, it probably has been, but there's also been a lot of others. See, there was there was um, there was a Bryce Harper thing the other day. Did you see that? What was that? Um, just everyone saying he didn't touch the plate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. What wasn't it? Basically, there was no anger where you could see that he did touch the plate or didn't. Um, was that the thing? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it was not, yeah. It was just another one of the things where people were messing around with cameras from all sorts of different angles. And they basically um, didn't have the right camera angle. So, yeah, like you get with um, stumpings and runouts in cricket all the time. Yeah, they they try all the cameras and then it's like, well, it turns out the one that we actually need, you haven't got. Why, why are you showing us this one at an angle or like from a bird's eye view or something this isn't helping us at all um, 
Yeah. Yeah. There's the funny thing for all we've just been talking about as well is the amount, the amount of outrage over like the outcome of these games, which yeah, I guess they do matter a bit. But it's one game in April. Like I, I don't think it's going to change anyone's lives. If, which way the sort of goes, you've got quite a long time to make it back up. Um, wrong decisions are still annoying. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. I I, I watched that and was like. I, I'm never sure when when I look at that stuff. It's the same as with um, you getting VAR as well. Is I nearly always look at it and be like, "How is everyone on the internet so certain of the outcome of this? How are you all certain that this was either out or not out?" <laughs> Most of the time, I watch those things. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, people are going to be angry at this decision because I have no idea. I'm not sure what I give. Most of the time. Um, Oh, that's, yeah. that's another new thing. Thinking of stuff that people are outraged about one way or the other. What have you made of the runner on second? Um, I've not seen that much of it, to be honest. But, um, I don't know. I. It's probably not that bad. It's probably not that bad. I don't know. I think when they were first talking about the idea, I really didn't like it. What I, ho I hope they don't do in the playoffs. I think that's one thing. I, I, they can't bring it in for the playoffs. I think that'd be, I, that is one thing that I would be, I know I would be pissed off yeah. about if they try and do that. Um, I, my feeling about it, and I guess this kind of speaks to fandom in general, is I watched a Giants game the other night. I can't remember if they won it or not even, but I remember that they they conceded a run, whereas the only run they conceded was the guy who was on second. And like, this feels yeah. so unfair. Like, this is yeah. stupid. Um or, or maybe they even conceded. They might have even conceded it on like um, a fly out and then a sacrifice fly yeah. or something. And it was like, that's my that's my problem with it. Is it feels stupid. Yeah, you can't get a hit. Generally, forgetting the games moving. Like yeah, like I've said, yeah. I mean, there's been lots starting at nine-ish our time. It is and something it's like, when they're talking about actually marketing it to other people. It's something that probably makes sense for that. So you don't yeah, have these games that go on infinitely. Although as a baseball fan, I love that. Like well, like. As I talk, when we're first getting into baseball, that like one of my like best memories of it is that Giants game that went 18 innings that we were watching, yeah. and it's just like I mean, we just don't, we just just loving it, just don't know when it's going to end. This could, we could just be sitting here forever, and I, I just like that feeling. <laughs> I I agree. I, I guess I like when people those... have got a life, um, you don't want that. Well, I think that's the uh, thing, though. Is is like that? I quite like watching those in general. But also, when, like, for instance, like loads of the games, the earlier ones, have been nine-ish starts here. And I've yeah. been watching some of those and being like, I'm getting pretty tired when it gets to the eighth or the ninth. Because they've somehow, even at that point, it's like half past twelve or nearly one o'clock sometimes. And then it goes to extra. When they've got the runner on, I'm definitely more likely to stay because it's like, this is probably over in another half an hour. Whereas, yeah. normally it's like the tenth inning... There's probably oh, no bad. runs. Yeah. The eleventh inning, there's probably no runs, and I might be here for another three hours. Yeah. I mean, you're probably not, but. Yeah, for when you're just watching more casually, it's definitely good. But um, anyway, I think we need to wrap up now because we are out of time. Yes. Again. So um, you can get the podcast on uh, Spotify and everywhere else, probably. Yeah. Subscribe. 
and um, you all the other places. Yeah, you know, listen again if you like. Yeah, we will hopefully be back. I think try and do like one about a month into the season, I reckon, it's when we can actually have. Yeah, we can actually have some more takeaways from what's happened. Yeah. So yeah, um, talk to you then. Bye. Goodbye.